Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Koro Vakauta. This week we catch up with Papua New Guinea star swimmer as he continues in the form of his life. We meet a new member of the Manu Samoa squad looking to reassert themselves on the rugby world and we see how far the Cook Island women's sevens team has got in less than a couple of months. But first, the Tongan government says it changed the law overseeing the 2019 Pacific Games so it could sack the head of the local organising committee despite protests from the Pacific Games Council. The council's chair, Vidya Lakan, says the sacking of Lord Sevele doesn't stand because it contravenes the hosting agreement. However, the deputy secretary from the Prime Minister's office, Ititeo Mohenga, says changes were made as part of the Organisation Act 2013, which enables their governance authority to make such decisions. The government of Tonga is seeking donors to fund certain sports infrastructure or facilities development. The government is the actual decision maker in facilities establishments. The government of Tonga and its people know better about ways to host the Pacific Games given the council's sports-related requirements. Mr Teo Mohenga says the Pacific Games Council also needs to work through the Tonga Amateur Sports Association or TASA so as not to be seen as interfering in sovereign affairs. He says the council has been out of line with its communications with the Prime Minister. As a matter of protocol, the council's agent in Tonga is TASA. It should be the mediating body between the council and the government and would avoid a seeming interference of a foreign body with the sovereign affairs of Pacific Island states, of which Tonga is included. Deputy Secretary Eti Teo Mohenga. The veteran Papua New Guinea swimmer Ryan Penny's in the form of his life just months out from the Olympics and says no one's more shocked than himself. The 34-year-old retired after the 2012 Olympics in London but returned to the pool to compete at last year's Pacific Games in Port Moresby where he won seven gold medals. He's since qualified for three events in Rio and told Vinnie Wiley he's looking forward to his fourth and final Olympic campaign. Swimming lifetime personal best in um, quite a few events so that's a very good indication of where I'm at. 100 Butterfly is my main event, and that one was just you know, a little slower than what I wanted to go. So, sort of working on that at the moment, and you know, the next couple of weeks will sort of give us a good idea of where we're at and, and what last little changes I can do. At your age, which in swimming terms is getting on, dare I say, um, does it surprise you that you can still you know, push those PB sort of times? Yeah, absolutely does. I hit the wall and, and look at the time and, and really shake my head in disbelief because the amount of training that I have done previously in my life before as a younger swimmer as compared to now is nothing in comparison. So you know, I just wonder what it is that leads to or contributes to all that. But I've got a very well-rounded life and I guess a wealth of experience that I've got that I know what I can do, what I can't do and, and how all that works. So I think that, that plays into a big part of my success at the moment. Last year during the Pacific Games and leading up to it, you were based back in PNG and, and that was obviously a, a massive thing for yourself and for the country. Um, now you're back in Australia, um, but familiar surroundings, I guess, as well for you? It was something I had to do to um, give myself not so much the facilities, because we've got great facilities there, but it's a, 
the uh, the coaching and the um, the level of athletes that I swim against here pushes me along. So up in PNG at the moment, it's very difficult for me to train. I was pretty much myself and two other guys. So um, yeah, it, it makes a big difference for me coming here, uh, and I've got um, you know good a lot of people behind me helping me along my journey. So you qualified for three events, the 100 fly being uh, your main one. Uh, are you still looking to compete in all of those, or have you made a decision on that yet? Not completely yet. Um, we do have another swimmer who uh, equaled the B qualifying time in the 100 freestyle, so I think if he was to be selected on that, I would give him that position in the 100 freestyle. So that gives us a stronger team than we have had before, you know, having two qualified swimmers. But the 100 backstroke, I'll definitely do. That's you know, second half competition, and the 100 butterflies towards the end. So there's plenty of time in between for that stuff and, and get ready for it. Off the back of the Pacific Games and you know a lot of good performances there, not just in swimming but other sports, uh, what would be a good finish for some of your top athletes? Making those final rounds or making it through to the next round, I think, for some of those sports, I think that'll be a very good step for them is to uh, progress through their rounds there. For me, I'd love to be able to make a semi-final again. I believe I can do it. It just uh, comes down to that, that one day you got to put on everything. So it's going to be a very intense couple of weeks. That's PNG swimmer Ryan Penny. One of the 12 uncapped players preparing in Samoa's squad for their upcoming tests against Georgia, Fiji and Tonga is Greg Foy. The Wellington-based loose forward seems to be enjoying his initiation with the Manu Samoa team. The former Samoan under-20 and 7s representative has played in Wellington's provincial side in recent years while playing his club rugby in the New Zealand capital. But he said there's something special about the current Manu Samoa squad. Uh, pretty big privilege really you know it's an honour obviously to represent your country and, and whatnot. but um, at the same time it's exciting just to be amongst all the other the boys um, that have obviously you know the senior boys from the team and, and uh, stuff like that so now I'm just really excited um, for the next couple of weeks um, including the build up to Georgia this week You're one of a dozen um, debutants what strikes you most about um, you know the camp being with the boys of the squad now that you're involved with it um, I think it was just the fact that uh, I see some of these boys uh, on TV and stuff, and especially after last year's World Cup and stuff, you know, and then you kind of kind of set some set some goals and to try and push for the next World Cup and whatnot. That was just like watching last year for the World Cup, and then, you know, this year kind of just you know being um, named in the squad is uh, you know, it's pretty pretty big achievement and it's really exciting. And it seems to be a, a bit of a natural progression for you. You know, you represented. More at under 20s level at, at sevens and various other squads to get this chance now. It must have been something you've worked uh, towards all your life. Don't really have goals to play um, professional rugby, eh? but uh, you know it's just the way, uh, it's just the path that has taken me forward. So uh, no, it is. Uh, you know, I look back to it. I guess the highlight for me is that I've, you know, I've come through the grades and I've, I guess, I've pretty much played for most of the big teams now for so, judging from the under 20s, um, the sevens, um, some way, and now. Um, Obviously, the manual. And you've um, been playing your trade. You've had a few games for the Wellington Lions uh, here in New Zealand. What makes um, Samoan rugby so special and being involved with the manual so special? You know, when you join a team, you know, you kind of come into it. Everyone's new and you try and set a culture and standards and whatnot. Um, but with the manual, you know, it's a bit different. You, you know, all the boys get together and they already stand for something. We share the same values, culture, obviously, we're all family oriented and you're all, you know, church boys. So I guess sum it all up, you know, we all you know, we may play wherever in the world but at the at the end of the day we're we're all from the same place, we all represent the same values and 
uh, stand for the same. Now, you've um, played a bit of sevens in your time. Do you see yourself as, or in the past, have you seen yourself as more of a sevens exponent? Uh, sevens was a really surprise. You know, I didn't think I'd make it that far in the sevens, but just hard work and kind of just stuck to it. And I uh, didn't really have you know, like goals to make sevens anything. I kind of just stuck my head down, did the work, and rewards pay off um, at the end of the day. But to answer your question, you know, sevens was fun for me. You know, I was just gradually wanting to transition into the 15s but I guess sevens I enjoy um, but 15s is where the heart is really. Do you think it's helped your game though? Yeah definitely um, there's a lot of things that you can learn take away from sevens um, you know skill wise you know just the athleticism that requires in sevens the fitness and all of that has really helped and also the, you know along that you know the coaches that I've had like uh, Scott Wardroom and Sam Rash so they've been really beneficial as well. Now, what's the story with later on, um, if Samoa happens to qualify for the Olympics, would you still be in the running for that? I think the Sevens boys are pretty set at the moment. Um, I got called into to the Sydney tournament earlier this year, and uh, what do you call it? they asked me if I was interested to stay on uh, for the circuit. But uh, obviously, new year, new goals, and the focus this year for me was uh, 15s. Obviously, uh, with 15s progressing and opportunities um, opening up, uh, you know, I thought, this is my uh, opportunity and chance to take it. It sounds great, though. You've um, got the likes of Alama and um, Daryl Gibson, uh, Richard Watt as well. What's it like having such expertise uh, at the helm of Salmon Rugby now? I think it's really beneficial having those uh, you know, quality coaches uh, in different areas, like Alama uh, in attack, and coaching the backs, and then you've got Wadi, who's a line-out specialist, um, uh, defence coach, and obviously forwards as well. So having those guys, kind of guys with different mix, and they sort of, uh, they bring different traits. You know, Waddy's a bit more of a hard man, you know, hard case, old school, likes to get into the riffraff stuff. So I think it's a big drive for us forwards moving forward. Um, and you've got Aoi's, you know, set of vision for our team, trying to get everyone on board. So And you've got uh, Dell, so another, you know, Waratah's head coach. So you know, having a good, you know, seeing those guys into the frame now, you know, that obviously you can see that uh, um, just tells us that, you know, some more rugby unions moving forward. It does seem to be moving forward, and obviously uh, you saw the Samoan under-20s uh, won promotion again uh, earlier this year, and with the, with what the Samoan, uh, the senior side has going on, how much, how important is it to turn things around from uh, last year's World Cup effort for you know for the nation of Samoa? I think it's a big change, a much-needed change. Obviously, you start from the inside, what uh, that they've been trying to do over the last uh, uh, last year or, um, year or so. So. You know, the, the main thing for us is that we were developing players and as well as, you know, retaining players and trying, trying to attract players to come back and, you know, play for some more. So, so, you know, if we start them young, you know, hopefully that they have, you know, as they progress on, that they too want to strive to play for and play and stay in some more uh, so that they come through, you know, the 20s, uh, the 7s, the some more A and then um, eventually the Manu as opposed to, you know, coming up, you know, if they don't get it brought up really well, then the boys tend to leave and look for opportunities elsewhere. It's Manu Samoa forward, Greg Foy. The recently appointed Cook Islands women's sevens coach says her team has come on in leaps and bounds since she took over the reins in April. The squad just completed a series of tournaments in Auckland against a number of New Zealand selections and the Manu Sena from Samoa. They are working towards the Dublin Olympic Repertoire Tournament this month with they'll face Hong Kong, Argentina and Kazakhstan in their pool. Crystal Kaua told Vinnie Wiley the team's anaerobic fitness has risen by two or three levels over the past seven weeks. Seven weeks isn't a long time, but we're really 
happy with what we've done so far. What we saw from Oceania was there were a few things that we could. Really, what's the biggest thing that we can make a difference in in a short period of time? And one was fitness, and the other thing was sound defensive systems and structures. So those are the things we've been working on and really focusing on catch pass and the, wide, the ability to play a wide-to-wide game. So, yeah, we've just focused on key things that we think can make a big difference to what the team can do, and we're really happy with um, how the girls are tracking. And obviously you've got your squad, the bulk of them being in New Zealand, and I think one in Australia, one in Cook Island. So that in itself, I guess, provides some logistical challenges as well in terms of your preparation and, and getting everyone together. It's very much big. we would be able to bring the girls together, but it's definitely budget-related as well. Like There's a limited budget um, for the preparation to go, and so it's making sure that we can make the most out of the situation we've been given, and I think our build-up, being able to play Samoa and then two New Zealand development sides in the Super 7 series twice has been so good for us, and given the situation in such a short period of time, I don't think we could have created anything you know better to be honest what we've managed to get out of the girls with one day training I'm really excited to see what we can put together when we have the whole team for a long period of time like we will. The squad that you've selected I mean how much in the short space of time were you able to I guess canvas what you had available or did did you basically have to say well what we've already got that's what we're going to back because you know we haven't got enough time and we're just going to sort of support the team that we got. We did work hard to pull in probably two or three girls that we knew were of Cook Island descent and um, had played high-level rugby before. And one of the girls, Wairako, she had played at Oceania last year and her um, older sister, V, who is now our captain, had played for New Zealand before and has a really strong background in the game. And so being able to pull in one or two girls in key positions to support the team that we already had, I think, was important. But... The girls that we have, like the ability to see and read the game, the the great thing is, is they all play touch and tag and league and rugby, and they see what's happening in front of them, which um I think is something that's quite difficult to teach. And so, um, being able to put structures and systems around such natural talent is, you know, that's what makes this team really exciting, and gives them so much potential. It's building a fitness base which um you know we've taken the yo-yos from 14s up to like 17s um in a really in a seven week period of time working on that anaerobic fitness and um that's going to make a massive difference to their game so yeah they have a massive amount of qualities already though and so we're just saying how what can we do to put structure and systems around what they're already brilliant at and so that, that's an exciting thing from a coach, coaching perspective for me and my husband. And uh, what expectations do you put on the squad and I guess on yourselves as the coaches going into this tournament? Obviously it's going to be incredibly hard with only one slot available for Rio, but I mean that's the goal for every team. Yeah, it definitely is. And at the end of the day, um, we've got a mentality and philosophy that we go out to play the best that we can play and the, the end result will be the end result. And there's no pressure on us from a coaching perspective to win, um, uh, but there is a pressure on us to do everything we can to be the best that we can be and um, do everything that we can from now to then and over there to play the best rugby we can play. And so um, the result will be the result, and, uh, but we will do everything within our own control um, to, to 
put together a quality game and quality side. And so um, that's exciting, though, when you're in that frame of mind, and I think that's really exciting for the girls playing with that. Um, the only pressure is to do everything you can to be the best that you can be and and really try your hardest, and, and we're giving them the systems and frameworks to play within that, and I think that's exciting. And uh, your opponents in the pool are Hong Kong, Argentina and Kazakhstan. Do you know anything about those teams? Yeah, really fortunate that um, we were able to... I was the coach of um, one of the New Zealand Barbarian teams and earlier this year um, took uh, was sent over to Hong Kong with um, a group of players and played the Hong Kong team. And so, um, yeah, earlier this year we played six games against the Hong Kong team in Hong Kong and so... Um, um, yeah, that's a great thing for us in terms of that knowledge base around how they play and um, we're just going through video footage or whatever video footage we can get of the um, of the other teams and seeing how they play but um, we have Hong Kong first so um, at least it's a team we have knowledge and um, detail around and um, yeah, we will yeah, we'll do everything we can again to see what we see and play the best that we can play and um, yeah, but it's exciting. I think we have a we have a good pool to be able to play our style of rugby. That's Cook Island Sevens coach Crystal Kaua. And that's the world in sport for this week from RNZ International. I'm Koro Vakauta. Thanks for listening. Momea. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.